This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 317, Homeschooling, Amazon, and Financial Freedom, a Client Spotlight with Kate Chaddick. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey guys, what is even better than a five-star review on this podcast? Well, it's actually sharing it with a friend. More people find podcasts because friends recommend it than any other way. So hit that share button in your podcast app and send this episode to a friend right now. Let us know you did, and we'll send you a copy of our favorite book free of charge. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode. Let's imagine that you've always dreamed of taking a cross-country road trip with your family. You want to see the beauty and the diversity of the United States. You want to visit historical and cultural landmarks. You want to create unforgettable memories with your loved ones. You plan the trip for months in advance. You save money. You're booking hotels. You're researching attractions. You're going to be just so thrilled and you're confident you've got everything under control. But as they say, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. You soon realize that your road trip is not going to be as smooth as you had hoped. Along the way, you're going to face multiple challenges that threaten to ruin your vacation and put you in financial trouble. Let's say you're driving through the middle of the desert state in Nevada. The car starts making noises, strange, weird noises, starts to lose power. You pull over at the nearest gas station, you call a mechanic. He tells you that the transmission is damaged, probably going to need to be replaced. He gives you a quote of $4,000. And it's going to take at least three days to get it fixed. You're shocked. You're worried. You don't have that much cash on hand. You don't want to use credit cards or take out a big loan. And you don't want to waste time and money days on end renting a car or staying at a motel. You wonder how you're going to pay the repairs. Continue on your trip. Anyone listening today have an experience kind of like that? I know I have. How would you handle that situation if that had happened to you? How did you feel when you heard your car needed a major repair worth thousands of dollars? What were your initial thoughts, your emotions? Would you be able to cover a major expense on the spot just like that? Would you be able to roll with the punches in your budget and continue on your journey? If you're not sure, if you're not sure how you'd handle that situation, well, you're in luck. See, I think part of the beauty of podcasts are that we get to learn and live vicariously through our guests. I especially love these client spotlight episodes, just like the one I'll be doing today with my incredible guest. I absolutely loved interviewing Kate Chaddock for our podcast episode today, and I cannot wait for you to hear her incredible story. Imagine homeschooling, not one, not two kids, but seven children. That's right. Kate is a true super mom. With the support of her teenagers, she embarked on an exciting journey by not just doing homeschool like a superhero but also starting a business, an, a business online, an Amazon business, way back in 2015. What began as a small venture quickly evolved into a full-time income project, not just for her and her kids, but her spouse. They ended up bringing her husband home too to work in the business. In just two short years, Kate's determination and hard work allowed her to bring her husband, Nate, home from his day job so they could join the family business together 
and homeschool their kids at the same time. It's a beautiful blend of entrepreneurship and family values. You guys are going to love how Kate and Nate make it work. Now, Kate and Nate spend their days running their thriving Amazon business while also generously sharing their knowledge with other people who are wanting and aspire to sell on the same Amazon platform. Their expertise in this area has helped numerous people achieve financial independence and freedom. But that is not all. There's another fascinating aspect to Kate's journey I think you're going to love. She shares some of her creative insights on using bank-on-yourself-designed life insurance, making her an all-around inspiring and versatile entrepreneur. I think if every business owner owned a bank-on-yourself-type policy, the world would be a much better place. We'd be a lot more secure as business owners and entrepreneurs. So prepare yourself for an uplifting, empowering episode as Kate and I have a conversation about her journey, her family, her entrepreneurship, the joys of homeschooling. Her passion and dedication are going to certainly shine through. I think you'll be really captivated with her wisdom and experiences. So with that brief introduction, I won't make you wait any longer. Take it away, Kate. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. We were just talking before we hit record. Uh, You just came back from a pretty harrowing adventure. Would you mind telling our audience where you came from like just a day or two ago before we are recording this? Okay, so last night we got in kind of late, but it has been a 23-day adventure across the country. So we started out with a, hey, we're going to take our son and move him from the middle of the country all the way to the coast of Oregon. And it's going to be a great family adventure. Mm -hmm. And we'll just do this cross the country deal, right? Put a trailer on the back of the big van and go. So first thing that happened was we got about halfway there and uh, we had a major transmission repair, as in brand new transmission and very large van. So not an inexpensive repair. And so we were stranded. And then we had to find out, you know, where are we going to put our kids? How do we get this trailer moved from point A to point B? What do we do? Right. So all sorts of problem solving. Um, we, we finally got that problem solved, get on the road. Um, and then we are uh, rear-ended by another vehicle oh, in no. a gas station. So here we are, we are stopped. We're in a gas station and someone just crashes into us. And then as we're running to see, are they okay? What what happened? They take off, eating out of the parking lot. We're looking at the damage at the back of their vehicle going, well, um, at least, uh, well, our vehicle is very little damage and theirs is badly damaged, but off they go. So continue on with this trip and find out that the transmission didn't get fixed all the way. And so here we end up in the boonies of South Dakota. We are not home, not by a long stretch. We stop the vehicle, look underneath, and we are making um, large puddles of transmission fluid. In addition, it's all over the vehicle. When you drive, it sprays everywhere. So our trailer's covered in it, our our van. And, and, you know, who's going to help us out there, right? So mm-hmm. some wonderful man who, who helps tons of people, I guess, out, that gets stranded out in the boonies of South Dakota, came down, took a look and said, nope, can't fix you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be towed 51 miles back to the nearest town. So 
there we were stranded yet again. And um, long story short, we made it home. It took a lot longer than we thought it would. And we had to be very creative in how we solved all these problems. And one of my creative solutions was our bank account did not have that kind of cash just sitting there waiting for us to um, just pour money out of our pockets. And so we went to our little bank on yourself policies and said, all right, I need a loan. I need a, I need a good size loan. And our, our accounts are by now, I think five years old. We're coming up on five potentially. And we have a good amount of money right there just to be able to go and say, our emergency fund is right here. Grab it, move it to our account. And voila, we have paid for our new transmission. Fantastic. Well, you know, I think the moral of the story is when you're trekking across country, you know, make sure to have a bank on yourself policy in tow uh, and and to have a good humor about it, too, because you seem to you seem to, you know, emit a coolness that, you know, cool as a cu- cucumber, always having fun, able to see the positive. How do you do it? Yeah. So lots and lots of practice. Uh, <laughs> so I I'm a much calmer parent than I was when I started way, way back, way back in my early 20s. Uh, and my older kids say to me, oh, these kids have it great. <laughs> I, am, I know it's it's the it's the the usual story, right? Well, we practiced really hard with you two. And now it's uh, <laughs> the, the others are bearing the fruits of that. So I will admit to have a feeling shaken for sure as we're trying to figure out what plan B, then plan C, and plan D, for goodness sakes, is it ever going to end, right? (laughs) So we had a lot of problem solving that had to go into it. And I think that's one of the gifts that I have just as a a human. I I love to problem solve. And that leads into the kind of business that we do, uh, the teaching that I do. I like to problem solve. And this was not a situation where I really wanted to be problem solving. I wanted this trip to be like easy breezy. But uh, of course, you're traveling with a two-year-old. So easy breezy is off the list. Uh, that's right. That's wow. Two-year-old with all that other stuff going on. I'm I'm guessing that everyone grew closer as a family as a result. So again, congratulations. We kept everybody alive. That's the key. Uh, and you have done quite a bit in your life. I want you to kind of give us a quick background of your journey uh, and now also what you do today. Okay, quick background as a journey. Got married as like straight out of high school, started having children, so dropped out of college. Then everything kind of fell apart. I had two babies and no spouse, and I needed to find a way to support us. So beautiful things happened. Ended up moving into a place that was also owned by an insurance agent. And he called me up and said, hey, do you want a job? I said, most certainly I do. And he also said, bring your kids, which was kind of a prerequisite for me. I didn't have a way, nor did I want to give my kids to someone else while I went out to, to do income earning. So that met all the needs in one box. And I was able to do that plus a number of other jobs, all from home or with my children. And so we did everything we could to make ends meet and homeschool together. So single mom, 
work in an insurance office, learning bookkeeping, working bookkeeping jobs, and taking care of my two kids at, at a homeschooling situation. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So you asked how I was able to, to problem solve and stay calm. That would be one reason right yeah. there. All <laughs> that experience. I, uh, that went on for about seven years. I was blessed with a husband and wonderful, very calm man. <laughs> and we continued to have a large family together. So we have five more children, grand total of seven, if you are counting. And we have homeschooled them together. Now, we were a homeschooling family while I worked part-time jobs. And he went back to school, got his teaching degree, and started teaching. Well, all of you know, teaching does not provide a paycheck that really satisfies most people. So we ended up being in a place where we felt like we were between a rock and a hard place. And um, circumstances came about that we were exposed to how to sell on Amazon way back in 2015. So hmm. it's been over eight years now that we've been Amazon sellers. And we, I, I dove right in. I learned how to do the Amazon selling. Like I was a crazy woman, right? Just studying all the time. My kids thought I had lost my mind. And yet we grew that business to the place within two years. I had a baby, so that slowed me down a bit, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just slow. And, <laughs> and then at the point of two years, we had grown the business to double my husband's income. And he was able to choose, do I want to continue teaching or do I want to come home, work with my family, raise my kids and homeschool them and work in this business? So, you know, he chose that. And uh, since then, you know, so that was 2017 and our business has done very well. So mm -hmm. it's led to me being able to teach what I do to other sellers as well. And that, I guess, is it in a nutshell. That's such a great story of resilience and problem solving. And I want to know, first of all, give some folks who may not know, how do you sell stuff on Amazon? What does that even mean? I thought you had to be Jeff Bezos to sell on Amazon. Kind of walk us right. through how that actually works and what a day in the life is like for you. When people hear I sell stuff on Amazon, that's like the most basic way you can say it. I'm an Amazon seller. You know, they get a confused look like, wait a minute, how are you an Amazon seller? I buy stuff from Amazon. I don't buy stuff from you. And what most people don't realize is that Amazon as a business supplies less than 50% of what you buy on their site. The rest of it is supplied by people like me. And they have their warehouse fulfillment system. So you don't even notice because the prime delivery trucks are delivering your things. It seems like it comes directly from Amazon. And in a way it does. My job is to fill the shelves of an Amazon warehouse. So I find the things that people want to buy that will make me a profit. And I put those into an Amazon warehouse on their shelves and then they take care of the rest. So that is what it means to be an Amazon seller. Um, a day in the life? Oh, <laughs> that is a, that's, a, that's a crazy question. So um, you have five kids and you have homeschooling. I have found that each of my children is very different. And so we've had to change 
what we do for school. We have to teach in a way that best benefits each of them. So here we are, problem solving again, learning new ways to get to them and really develop them. So our day is a short amount of book work, of school with the kids, and a lot more hands-on activities that we do with them throughout the day that makes for their learning experience. They also work alongside us with our business, which is part of their entrepreneurial learning experience. And I find that to be extremely important. So Mm. you got all that going on. You're adding animals, it seems like, every few months for the children to work with. And this year we added in gardening. It's not on accident that you're doing what you're doing. Although I know sometimes... You know, you sort of stumble into the life you're given in some ways, but you're doing these things on purpose. What's important about the kind of life you're living? What's important about that to you? I guess it starts with, I I am a Christian. um, And the second part of that was um, when I was growing up, I saw that my sisters and I were not close. I want my family to be, you know, that generational, tight-knit, we count on each other, we love each other, we are our best friends. And when Nate and I got married, that was something we discussed and it was both of our hearts that we wanted our family to be close together, to actually just be together, to live together, to grow up together. And so when we got the opportunity for, for him to come home, that was like, what we had started with. And we didn't know that that's where we were going to end up and, and what we were going to be gifted with. And so we jumped at the chance for him to come home as well and be together with all of us. Um, one thing that he started saying to the children when they were very small was, we always watch out for our brothers and sisters and we keep them safe. It's a very important thing. And so we've got these five kids now that are growing up together and they do love each other and they do not fight with each other. It's mm-hmm. very rare for there to be a skirmish. And if there is, it's the two-year-old that's exerting <laughs> her will, right? Um, and so that's been, um, that's been a part of our hearts. There was an article I read called um, about the change from the agrarian society to the industrial society. And it's That's when everything changed from family-centered business to, well, we can't do that anymore. We've got to put the kids somewhere else. They can't be in the factories. That's too dangerous. But we need enough workers in the factories. So dad and mom need to come to the factory. And so it just shifted the way that we lived as a family. And I really thought, wow, I, I want what those agrarian families had, that closeness and I want it to continue for generations. Well, that, that's a beautiful picture. And honestly, our listeners are now finding out why I love doing the work I do, because I get to hear great stories of uh, like, like you're sharing here and perspectives on life that I think really were lost in the last few generations. And how are we doing, right? How's it all working out for us as a society that has no roots or no family? So thank you for showing us what it can look like. When you bring the business back in in house, you know, just like you can be your own banker. So we met through, I think might have been a, a workshop 
for a Amazon sellers group. What did you hear when you heard me talking about bank on yourself? You have a background with a life insurance agent. So when you're hearing me describe bank on yourself for the first time, take us back there. What was that like? What reservations or fears did you have? Okay, so it was shocking. It was eye-opening. It was, it was stop everything. We are going to listen like there is nothing else important in the world, right? So when that first all happened, here we are with all these other Amazon sellers and you're explaining how this works and how, how it can provide for us in the future. And, you know, it just, we just sat there with our mouths hanging open, you know, and just hold up. There's other options than the ones we've all been taught about. Okay. So that was, um, you know, I did know I, I had worked in the life insurance business for, or just the insurance office itself for 15 plus years. So I had heard it all. I had been listening. I had been very careful to try to understand everything that came through that office. I was licensed and I helped people get insurance and I had my own policies. I had several, you know, just to make sure we were covered in case something happened. And here we were listening to, wait, it, it could be so much more, so much more. And uh, I guess that the fears that that came about were like, now, hang on a minute. How long do I have to pay for this before it does really anything for me? Am I going to be able to afford it? What if something happens to our finances and we've got these policies set up and they're just wasted, right? Mm, How could right. we, you know? How could we move forward from that? And how bad would I feel if I messed it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and then the the whole, you know, is this actually going to work the way he says it is? I mean, when you mm-hmm. get down to the black and white of it, and they put the papers in front of you with your numbers, are they going to look like the presentation said they look right? And right. then the other part would be, and then how do I use it? How do I do it right? No, not mess it up. How do I utilize that correctly? And so those were those were some of the things like right away when I heard this that came to mind, right? The the same fears that you would get in any new situation. And but when I finished hearing all the things, I was so excited I went and got all my family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Listen to what I just learned. You know, and I started telling my parents and my friends and you know, you God, have you heard about this? No one had heard about it. So it was, it was, um, it was a great turn around a really important pivotal corner, I think, in our lives. Why did you start the policies even amidst all those concerns? And then how have you used the policies since? Why did we start the policies is a simple one. Because we met you. See, the deal of this, you are very knowledgeable and you know backwards, forwards, inside out, the information that you need to share it to answer all of our questions. And that is something that we really appreciated is that you covered everything with us. You didn't leave a stone unturned. And that helped to assuage fear. And then in addition to that, when you presented us the black and white, it was right there on our papers. And we could read that, yes, exactly as you said, this is exactly how it's going to work. So those were those were like the main reasons. And then the other was 
um, had had this just deep inside. We'd done the research. We looked at all these other ways of um, setting aside money for the future. I'd been through Financial Peace University, so those, those things with the Dave Ramsey <laughs> stuff. I've, I've learned a lot over the years, right? But we just said, now is the time. We are not going to hold back and wait. And, you know, because you can get caught up in all that analyzing and waiting and waiting, and then you don't ever do anything. Mm-hmm. And so we said, now is the time. We're just going to dive in and do it. Period. And and we did. So thank you for that. You have yourself to congratulate for that. I mean, that's honestly the best plans are not necessarily the most perfectly designed down to the penny. It's the best plan is the one we actually implement and do. And sometimes we learn while we're doing. I mean, I've, I have a feeling you're learning as you're doing your business all the time. You're learning as you're doing farming or gardening all the time. Sometimes the best way to learn is to actually get your hands in the dirt and try it out. The first tip that I remember you giving me was make sure you put a name to that money. Yeah. Okay. Don't let it just sit there and, and act like it's for anything you want, right? Because you're going to find things that you want and then you're going to go, oh, I got that money over there, right? So we named the money and we get, the first thing was the emergency fund um, and a vehicle. So mm-hmm. the the opportunity came to buy a vehicle, okay? And the way it comes is that we have a friend who is looking for a vehicle for us. He found it. It's not an easy vehicle to find. And usually they're very expensive. And so he said, I found it. Get yourself down here because other people want it. They're already getting calls saying they want this vehicle. You need to come buy it right now. Well, um, buy it right now. So we went to our bank on yourself policies. We had more than enough money in them to immediately make a transfer to our account. And we walked in, we wrote a check and said, here's the check for the vehicle. Money's there. And uh, we were able to, then we chose to pay that back. So we paid that back without having to pay any car loan interest whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And felt really good. I didn't have to ask anyone permission. I've been through the car loan process before. We had to ask permission. May we please? We would like. And um, and that whole process was extra simple by just being able to write a check and say, here's our money. We're done. And we chose to pay that back very quickly. You said we chose to pay that back very quickly. Now, first of all, the word chose is a really cool word. Was anyone there telling you you must pay this back or were you in control of that process? No one was there. Amazing and imagine that, right? (laughs) I love it. And then you also said you chose to pay it back quickly. Now, if I'm kind of your typical borrower and I have the rights to pay back a loan at whatever pace I want to, you know, human nature would say, hey, I'm going to take 20 years to pay this loan off. Why did you guys choose to pay off your loan quickly? Well, I think that's just in my, one, it's just in my nature. And two, I want that money to be there in case I need it again. There you go. And I can yeah. go back to it and and use it one more time, two more times, 10 more times. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping up here, what do you do to help folks who'd like to maybe do what you do? And okay. how can they find you? 
right now, I have a website that you can go to and contact me through. And it's my name, katechaddick.com. Pretty easy peasy, as long as you know how to spell Chaddick. And uh, from there, we do regular, like week-long events where we teach a whole bunch of skills, give you action steps that you can take so that you can get started and get rolling on becoming an Amazon seller or growing your current e-commerce business from one level to the next, adding new skills. It's been a great ride. I've made some classes along the way that help with using some of the technology that's out there that makes Amazon sellers great, right? Everybody is using tools in the background that really amp up our skills and give us the analytical data that we need. So I teach about that. Uh, I make it fun. Really, I do. I can't imagine you'd make it fun, Kate. No, I'm just kidding. After this conversation, I hope everyone can see just what a fun person Kate is. And also, Kate, thank you for your time today. Um, and again, guys, that's K-A-T-E-C-H-A-T-T-I-C, Kate Chaddock. And we'll put that in the show notes below so you'll get to see that, how it's spelled there. Kate, any final words of wisdom for those who are not quite sure about bank on yourself? They're still kind of you know, dabbling, dipping their toe in. What What advice would you give them? Looking at the generational effect that it has was a big part for me, knowing that this I would pass down to my children and it would generate yet more policies that would grow and multiply for each continuing generation was huge for me. And I would say just start now. What's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. What's the next best time to plant the tree right now? So that's what I want. I want to start working for my generational continuance onto my family members right now. Love that. What a great ending. Thank you very much, Kate, for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much, Kate, for coming on the show and again, sharing all your wisdom with us. Were you possibly inspired by Kate Chaddock's success? Maybe you could do the same thing. Take that first step toward your own Amazon business. And don't forget, go to katechaddock.com and learn more about the services and training that she offers. Next, embrace the power of family support. This is a big one. This is a big takeaway for me. There is a significant asset in a lot of our lives that we're just not using, and that is the support and benefit of having a family work together in a business. This can help you achieve your personal goals, but it can help you achieve your family goals as well. Just like Kate's teenagers help her out in starting the Amazon business, maybe involve your family in some sort of an entrepreneurial pursuit. It's okay and it'll be fun. Even if you don't make a ton of money, it's going to create memories that the kids can enjoy for decades to come. Discover creative financial solutions when times get tough. Nobody's going to make it through life without a couple of bumps and bruises. So Let's go ahead and, in anticipation of that, explore creative uses of the bank on yourself strategy and other financial tools that help you have financial stability and freedom. Research ways to leverage bank on yourself type life insurance policies that'll help you support your entrepreneurial endeavors, but also secure your family and your family's future. So you can learn more about bank on yourself policies by either going to Pamela Yellen's website, the bankonyourself.com website. You can also check out her book, The Bank on Yourself Revolution by Pamela Yellen. It's a number one best-selling book. 
Or you can read the book I wrote on the topic, How to Be an Amazon Legend and Fire Your Banker, with Kate's colleague in the business, Danny Stock. That's right. It was a number one Amazon bestseller called How to Be an Amazon Legend and Fire Your Banker. We talk about some of the benefits of Bank on Yourself and how it fits into the e-commerce world. So if you'd like a copy of this book, here's how to get it. If you just go to Not Your Average Financial Community, you can get there by going to notyouraverage.mn.co. That's notyouraverage.m as in Mike, n as in November, .co. Sign up for a free membership on that site. Once you're in the site, reach out to me directly, and we'll send you a book in the United States absolutely free. So there's your bonus for sticking to the end. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast helping you think and live differently with your money, your family's business, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.